This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we begin a series called How God Turns Setbacks into Comebacks. We're so glad you've joined us today. If you know someone who needs some encouragement right now, be sure to invite them with a text or a phone call to listen along with you. But first, studies have shown the more grateful a person is, the happier they are. But it's not always easy to be thankful. That's why Pastor Rick developed the power of gratitude. It's a special interactive Bible study to help you grow your gratitude. You can find out more by going to PastorRick.com while you listen to today's message. If you want, you can just text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004 for more information. That's the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Right now, here's Pastor Rick with part one of a message called, When You've Had a Business Setback. Now, I'm sitting here by this lake because this weekend I'm going to ask you to use your imagination and visualize a fishing scene on a lake, only it's a lake in Israel that happened about 2,000 years ago. We're going to look at a story from the book of Luke, uh, chapter 5, in just a minute. First, let me tell you about the new series that we're starting today that I call How God Turns Setbacks into Comebacks. You know, because we live on a broken planet, everybody has problems trials, difficulties, losses, failures, mistakes, and setbacks. And uh, there are all kinds of setbacks. You may be experiencing a setback right now. It may be a financial setback or a health setback or a career setback or a relational setback. You've had a setback in your marriage or with your boyfriend or uh, you've had a setback in your plans or your dreams. We have setback after setback in life. And during this series, we're going to look at how God helped people in the Bible overcome each one of these kind of common setbacks that we experience in life. Now today, we're going to start with looking at what to do when you've had a business setback, maybe even a bankruptcy. Now you say, well, I don't own a business. I'm not in a business. Well, you're going to draw some principles for your life out of this story where some professional fishermen were failing miserably in their fishing business until they turned to Jesus. Now, I know you're not a fisherman, uh, but these lessons will definitely apply to your life. You know, my dad's favorite recreation was fishing. A day without fishing was a wasted day to my dad, and it was the way he relaxed. And so growing up in rural Northern California, I spent many, many, many hours fishing with my dad. In fact, on the property of the home that I grew up in in the little town of Redwood Valley, California, we actually had a little but beautiful lake about one acre lake in our backyard. It was about 60 feet from my bedroom, which had a door to the outside. So I could literally walk out of my bedroom and at 50 or 60 feet uh, be in that lake. So growing up for me was like a Huck Phoenix existence where I you know, had a couple of rafts that I'd built uh, that were always on that lake. We had all kinds of fun growing up fishing and swimming and floating on that lake. If you've ever been around a fisherman, uh, you know that they have fisherman stories. And the more they tell those stories, the bigger the fish get. <laughs> I could tell you some great ones about growing up and fishing trips uh, that I was on, like catching sharks. I'm not exaggerating on this one. Almost as long as a little tiny boat uh, that we were in with my dad and my brother out under the Golden Gate Bridge. We'd go out under the Golden Gate Bridge of San Francisco Bay and catch sharks. 
and uh, I won't go into that, but today we're going to look at a story that is one of the greatest fishing stories of all times. And while we're in this series on uh, turning setbacks into comebacks, we're going to look at the principles, lessons that we can learn. If you've ever felt discouraged by your work, by your job, by your career, by your business, if you ever felt like you're not getting anything accomplished, if you've ever felt fatigued, worn out after putting it, your heart and soul into something, maybe you've even lost your job after you, you uh, had given it your all, well, you picked a good weekend to come to church because this miracle is actually uh, giving us the lessons of what to do when you've had a setback uh, in your business. Now, none of the fishing miracles that you've heard uh, in your lifetime can match this one in Luke chapter five. It's the second miracle of Jesus. And so it's very on, uh, early on in his ministry. He's only actually done one other miracle before this, which is turning water into wine at the wedding at Canaan. And we're going to look at this one that happened uh, by the Lake of Galilee or the Sea of Galilee. And it's the miracle where he actually calls his first four disciples to follow him. Now, let me give you a little background. Uh, Peter and Andrew were brothers, and James and John were brothers. And these four guys had a fishing business together in northern Israel around the beautiful Lake of Galilee. Now, it's called the Lake of Galilee, the Sea of Galilee. It's called Lake Gennesaret. It's called the Sea of Tiberias. It's got three different names for the same beautiful lake. It's like a Lake Tahoe in northern Israel. And at this point, uh, we catch the story where Peter, James, John, and Andrew they're not disciples of Jesus yet. They're just professional businessmen. And they make a living catching fish. And they've been out all night fishing on the Sea of Galilee. And they've caught nothing, nada, zip, zero. And the lake is in recession. Nobody's biting right now. They're going through tough times in their job. They're catching nothing. They're making no profit. They've worked hard. And now they've come ashore in the morning. And uh, after 10 hours of fishing, they're cleaning their nets with nothing to show for it. They're tired, they're discouraged, and they got empty buckets. Some of you can relate to that uh, today. Now, Jesus comes along and he's talking to a crowd. There's a crowd of people on the shore and he asks these guys, can I use one of your boats as a platform to speak from? And we pick up the story in Luke 5. If you'll get out your message notes, and uh, look at the top, here's where the Bible set, uh, starts. It says, one day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, that's the Sea of Galilee, with the people surrounded, crowded around him and listening to the word of God, he saw at the water's edge two boats left there by fishermen who were washing their nets. Now he gets in to one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, that's Simon Peter, and he asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and he taught the people from the boat, sitting in the boat. Now, why did Jesus ask to borrow the boat? Well, there are a number of different reasons. In the first place, water amplifies your voice. If you've ever been in a boat, you know that you can speak much further uh, across a lake than you can on ground because ground absorbs sound waves. So it's just smart communication. He could speak to hundreds of people, maybe thousands of people on the shore who are listening to Jesus as the water amplifies his voice. Uh, but there are actually a couple more important reasons. Jesus is about to choose these four guys as his first disciples. He's gonna ask them to leave their business and follow him. So he's gonna plan to do a miracle in their work, a miracle they're gonna understand. They're fishermen, a miracle of fish to a bunch of fishermen. 
Now in verse four, it says this. When Jesus had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now launch out into the deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Now remember, they had just fished all night. These guys are pro fishermen. Simon says, master, we've worked hard all night and we haven't caught anything. We haven't made a sale. We haven't closed a deal. We haven't sold a house. We haven't stepped up our game. We haven't signed the contract. In fact, I'm out of work right now. We've worked all night, fished all night and caught nothing. You can hear the discouragement in his voice. Now, sometimes this happens in life. Sometimes you give it your best shot and you still come up 10 feet short. Sometimes you work hard and you work diligently and you work long and you got nothing to show for it. We've worked all night and we've caught nothing. Sometimes you even do what you think is the right thing to do in your job, in your career, you make a right decision and you may even believe God is leading you to do it and it just doesn't pan out. You've had a setback. That's what this series is all about. And you go start this business and it falls apart and it doesn't make a profit and you go deep in debt and all those things that you think that God was leading you in, uh, it just doesn't happen. You know, sometimes you hang in there with your marriage and you struggle and maybe you get counsel and you read books on marriage and you really try to make this thing work, but you just don't see any improvement at all. Just isn't getting any better. The fact is, this miracle has a lot to teach us about setbacks because everybody's fishing for something. Sometimes we're fishing for approval and we're just looking for somebody to love us. And sometimes we're looking, we're fishing for security. And sometimes we're fishing for significance. And sometimes you say, I, I, I want my life to count. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. So maybe you're fishing for a wife or a husband or maybe you're fishing for who knows what. What are you fishing for today? He said, well, I'm fishing for a job. I, I need work. I need a new source of income. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody's fishing for something. When these fishermen, these four guys, did what Jesus tells them to do in this miracle, they not only receive a miracle, but they're blessed more than they can handle themselves. They actually have to share their blessing with other people. Wouldn't that be great to happen in your life? and their lives are changed forever. So Jesus uses Simon Peter's boat as a platform to preach the good news. And the Bible tells us the rest of the story. It says this, after Jesus finished speaking, he said to Simon, now launch out into the deep water to let down your nets for catch. And the Bible says that when they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. That's a lot of fish. So they signals their partners, that's James and John, in the other boat to come over and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full with fish that they began to sink. Now that's a fish story. Friends, you're not gonna top that one. I, I, and I'm not gonna top that one. That's a flat out miracle. Now here's the point. They caught more in 10 minutes than they had caught in 10 hours when they did it the way Jesus said to do it. This is how you turn a setback into a comeback. This is called the miracle of acceleration. When God speeds things up, they catch more in 10 minutes than they had in the previous 10 hours. 
Now, when you understand the principle of this miracle of acceleration, you're not going to worry about timing. You might go a month or two months or a year or two years without work, but it doesn't matter because God can turn on the faucet as quickly as the other one got turned off. He can do more in 10 minutes than you can do in 10 years if you do it the way he tells you to do. Now, the first thing you need to do is what Peter and Andrew and James and John did is this. Write this down. I need to give Jesus complete access to my boat or to my job or to my business. I give Jesus complete access to my business. And, and if I want to go from emptiness to overflowing, notice it says there in verse 3, chapter 5 of Luke, Jesus got into one of the boats. That's the one that belongs to Simon. He asked him to pull a little bit out from shore. Sits down, teaches people from the boat. Now, here's the starting point. It's pretty simple. You got to get Jesus in your boat. That's the starting point if you want God's blessing on your career, on your job, on your business. If you want to move from emptiness to fullness, you got to get Jesus in the boat. Notice, what's the difference here? It's the same lake. It's the same boat. It's the same nets. It's the same fishermen. It's the same fish. The only thing that's different between nothing and overflowing abundance is Jesus is in the boat. You think that makes a difference? Oh, yeah. Jesus is in the boat. This is a game changer. You've got to get Jesus in your boat. You've got to give him access to your business. Now God is with them. They're not fishing by themselves anymore. Now they're, not, they're not in the career by themselves anymore. They've got Jesus in their job. Their business has got the master in control here. Now, let me apply this to the setback in your life, in your business. Uh, first, what's your boat? What's your boat? Well, your boat is how you make a living. It's how you make a living. It's your means of support. Simon was a fisherman, so his boat is obviously his business. He gives his job to Jesus. The boat represents your career, your vocation, your profession, your job. It represents how you make your livelihood. What's your boat? Well, maybe your salary or your commission or your royalties or whatever. What does it mean to have Jesus in your boat? Okay, listen closely. It means you dedicate your career, your business, your job, your work to God. Your job goes to God. You're listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. If this message has encouraged you or if God put someone on your mind that needs to hear it, would you share it? You'll be so glad you did. And be sure to let them know that Pastor Rick has a free daily email devotional at PastorRick.com. Rick will be right back in just a moment, but first... Experts have discovered that an attitude of gratitude bolsters your health and happiness. So how do you practice daily gratitude, even when life is tough? Here's Rick to tell you about a Bible study he's developed to help you practice daily gratitude. One of the things that God wants us to do, and he says it over and over in Scripture, is to practice gratitude. Did you know that gratitude is good for us? The Bible tells us in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You want to know what God's will is for you right now? It is that you learn gratitude in all circumstances. There's always something you can be thankful for. In fact, I've discovered, and I've read many reports, that experts have told us that gratitude is the healthiest human emotion. 
Did you know that gratitude makes you more resistant to stress? Did you know that gratitude makes you less susceptible to illness? Did you know that gratitude increases your overall happiness and satisfaction? That gratitude gives your life more meaning and significance? I don't know if you've ever noticed that the more grateful a person is, the happier they are. That's the power of gratitude. So I want you to live with the attitude of gratitude, the attitude of thankfulness. Now I've put together a brand new Bible study called The Power of Gratitude. And in it, you'll find scriptures and teaching and exercises that'll help you develop the habit, cultivate the habit of gratitude. You'll discover how to stay in God's will, how to defeat discouragement, how to conquer complaining, how to reduce stress, and how to experience God's blessing through gratitude. Friends, I want to help you develop a deep and a profound attitude of gratitude. The world is craving people like this, and you will be able to experience all that God has for you. So today, when you partner with me by giving a gift, a financial gift to Daily Hope, to help us take the certain hope of Jesus to people all around the world, I'm going to have my team send you the power of gratitude Bible study. I just want to say thanks to you. I want to be grateful for you. You know, your support is essential for us taking the daily hope message of Jesus all around the world. So do that today. Send us a gift and let me send you a gift and you'll be grateful and so will we. God bless you. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. And thanks so much for your support. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.